Next on BYU Sports Nation, a midseason roster shakeup for BYU basketball. Point guard Jasheer Hardnett reportedly transferring from BYU. How does it impact the Cougars now? And are transfers an issue for Cougar hoops? A look at the numbers for BYU and how they compare nationally. Plus, so long college football season. See you in August for BYU-Utah. Why the Utes' expectations went sky high overnight and how it affects your expectations. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, January 8th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who, like 75 or 80% of America, picked Alabama to win the national championship last night, Jerem Jordan. What a shocking result. It was actually really fun. I really enjoyed that. A good old-fashioned butt-kicking of Alabama. Yeah, we've never seen anything like that. Nick Saban's worst loss in his career at Alabama. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Just pure domination by Clemson. But college football's over, and I'm sad about it. Fear not, my friend, because we're not that far away. Hit it! Countdown to the youths. 2.33. Or a long ways away. 5,590-ish hours, 33 weeks, and two meager days. That's a long time. Only 64-ish percent of the 2019 calendar year until we have college football once again. It's a long time, uh, but now we have the NFL playoffs, you know, that we can continue to enjoy. That's a good point you bring up. And then it will become the Seattle Mariners for the month of April for you, right? Uh, first couple weeks, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not our year. No, we we uh, definitely rebuilding. Last year was supposed to be the year. It started well. wasn't. I've it, sta- never it started it well. Was actually, going to happen. Started well. But I'll believe it when I see it. Call yeah. me Thomas Jordan. As you have pointed out several times, it's not about how you start. It's it's about how you finish. Let's just talk about first yep. halves. Indeed. Yeah. Well, we Indeed. were leaving at the half. BYU football was three and one and ranked twentieth in the country. That was fun. That was fun the in the moment. And in the moment, I said, BYU's not the 20th best team in the country. I'm telling you right now. But I was enjoying it while it lasted. Congratulations to yeah. Clemson, who finished number one for the third time since 1981 and second time in the last three years. Good for you. Yeah. And shout out to the guy that left a message on my uh, office phone saying, BYU is to join the SEC. It's as simple as that, right? Uh, if they could, they would. It's me. as simple if as that. If you could join that. the Pac-12 right now, they would. I promise you. Here's today's show lineup. The latest BYU freshman All-American, speaking of BYU football, James Empey will join us in 15 minutes. What does that honor mean to him? And he follows up T. John Karoma, who also was a member of that team in that position. Lauren McLean goes between the lines with one of the tallest families in BYU history. Who's Collectively, taller? they might be the tallest family oh, in BYU history. they've got to be the tallest. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. The Hampsons. Did she get swatted by the Hampsons? That's in 30 oh, minutes. Yeah. And the young lady leading BYU women's basketball right now and scoring as a freshman and a true freshman, 18 years young Shaylee Gonzalez in studio in 40 minutes. She's got over 10,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel. What's that all about? She's the new Elijah Bryant. There you go. Except she's doing it better than Elijah Bryant was doing it. Oh, well then. Yeah. Don't tell Elijah that. 
We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Big news from BYU basketball. Junior point guard Jashir Hardnett will transfer away from the program and leave the Cougars. This according to a report from Vanquish the Foe. Hardnett averaging just under 11 points per game, a couple of rebounds, and 1.7 assists per game this season. Much more on that story in just a moment. Tanner Mangum has been invited to play in the 2019 Spiral Tropical Bowl on January 13th. Daytona Beach, Florida. In his BYU career, Mangum threw for 6,200 yards and 39 touchdowns. BYU basketball alumnus Eric Mika's contract terminated through mutual consent with Germani Basket Brescia in Italy. He will finish this season with the German team Medi Beirut in the Champions League. By the way, EBNJ has 31,000 subscribers. Okay. So Shaley's got some work. Okay. And BYU men's volleyball is tied for fifth in the latest ABCA coaches poll. The Cougars' season opener is Thursday at home against seventh-ranked Ohio State, like the rival uh, outside the conference for BYU. This is a return game from last year where BYU won in five in Columbus. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU men's basketball handling a mid-season roster shakeup with the news that Jashir Hardnett will transfer away from BYU's program and only two games into West Coast Conference play. Now, there have been some incidents most recently when Jashir Hardnett was removed from the starting lineup after the Mississippi State game. Understandably, he was not happy about it. He didn't play in the second half of the St. Mary's game. and there It would seem by choice. Yes, yeah. From what we're understanding, again, we don't have all of the details, but the point is he's unhappy, and now he wants to leave BYU basketball. Dave Rose was asked about the Jasheer Hardnett situation after the St. Mary's game and had this to say. I think Jasheer is, uh, I mean, he's upset that he's not playing more and, you know, that he's not in the starting lineup. And I think that his effort kind of showed tonight from that. He made it, he turned the ball over when he got right in the game and, uh, you know, on just a hand, a simple handoff. And, um, and then I took him out because I was looking for, uh, you know, a, a, another, uh, you know, um, combination that would work. And, and, and you know, I, it, it, it's, like I said, it, it, when you get into, into tough situations and, and things are hard and you don't have the help of, uh, you know, the energy of your home crowd, sometimes uh, you can get a little sideways. Hopefully we can get them right and get them, get them going when we get back. Unfortunately, things apparently were not made right, and now Hardnet again wants out of the program. This is a really tough situation for Dave Rose. Two games into the West Coast Conference campaign. Jerem, what is your reaction to the report that Jasheer Hardnett is indeed transferring away from BYU? I don't like to see guys leave. It's a little weird to... Has this been boiling under the surface because he's benched and then less than a week later announces he leaves? Like, it was that simple? I, I feel like perhaps Hardnett was thinking he might leave after the season anyway. The guy that recruited him here, Heath Schroyer that had the JUCO connections uh, in that part of the country, is gone. So there's that connection that wasn't there. Perhaps culturally it was a tough fit. It's very different, right, admittedly and obviously, that uh, you know Mississippi and Provo are not the same kind of places. Um, I, I think this is a loss for BYU. Josh Sheerhardt, and I thought it was a good player. He, he helped win the game at Pacific, came in at a tremendous second half, played tremendous uh, defense, uh, 
hit four clutch free throws to help win BYU's first road game. Dave Rose called him a bulldog on defense, on ball after last year. So this is, uh, this is disappointing. BYU's trying to answer some questions, mixes it up. Uh, Josh Shearhead is benched and now is reportedly transferring. So that's, that's disappointing. I don't like to see a guy go midseason. But the, it makes sense from a timing perspective. If you're going to go, go now because guess what? Yesterday was the first day of classes. So Josh Shear could be a mid-year ro- enrollee at another school next year starting at this time or and or be a grad transfer depending on how academically that fits. He perhaps won't act, uh, uh, graduate from BYU now. Yeah, so if you're going to move, leaving. now is the time to move. But yeah, it, it makes sense from the timing perspective if you're going to go. Again, this is not official from BYU. The team, the athletic department, has not released anything official on the transfer of Jasheer Hardnett. But again, this is based on a report from Vanquish the Foe. If this all comes to fruition and Jasheer does indeed leave, which it seems like he is going to do, 100% this hurts BYU. He is BYU's best on-ball defender right now and he's the quickest one-on-one player breaking down guys with the ball in his hands getting to the hoop we have seen him win byu a few games you U- pointed out UNLV said, almost yes won that game. he got to the hoop and if UNLV doesn't hit a miracle three-pointer jasheer hardnett is the hero winning that game and dave rose brought up the fact that they've been away from home for a long time and it's been a big struggle, obviously, for BYU. So how much did that factor into the frustration that was mounting for Jashir and the schedule? It's just the timing of it all really hurts, and the way that BYU's playing collectively factors in. He's a unique player. BYU hasn't had a player like him maybe ever in terms of his position and how he handles that position and what he can bring to the floor. We saw guys like him at UNLV and San Diego State on a regular basis matching up against BYU, but we didn't see BYU have that type of player. So he's, he's unique, and it hurts to lose that specific skill set. And BYU's already down a man. BYU uh, chose to have one less scholarship with the uh, NCAA sanctions, right? Um, and BYU is doing that this season. So now they're, they're already playing with 12 scholarship players. This would go down to 11. And now you're in conference play, and you're already kind of reeling at 9-8. and eight. That's tough. The hard net report plays into another talking point with Cougar Hoops. The past few seasons, it would seem there are an increasing number of transfers in college basketball. Spencer, are transfers at BYU an issue for the program right now? Transfers are an issue for every NCAA program, it would seem. And specific to BYU, that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU Hoops averaging two transfers per season in seven and a half years since joining the West Coast Conference. Of course, that half year is the one year we're talking about right now. And Jasheer Hardnett is the 15th transfer in that seven and a half year period. And we have defined this by a player that leaves the program with the intent to play more basketball at another college institution or he just goes and doesn't okay so sorry does if he doesn't then he's not a transfer right Right. they have found another home somewhere else playing college basketball yeah okay Okay. so the intent was there and it came to fruition so two transfers per season which you think man that's that's kind of a lot well national numbers are as follows 40 percent of all division one players who enter directly from high school will transfer by the end of their sophomore season. 
So to me, that says, well, well, BYU is right on par with that. And approximately one-third of all players transfer at some point in their collegiate career. We live in a different generation. The millennial mindset is one of impatience and entitlement. And I don't like it right now, so I'm going to go somewhere else right now where I do like it. The old-school mentality that existed in the 80s and even 90s, which was, hey, it's not your time right now. Just play hard and practice, do the work, and then you'll get your opportunity within the program. That doesn't exist anymore. I mean, there's a reason that we talked about Jalen Hurts, the Alabama quarterback, right, who came in in the SEC championship game for the injured Tuatago Vailoa and Everyone's like, oh, he is the exception. He's amazing. He stuck it out. He was the starter, and it was so hard on him mentally, and he stuck it out, and he came in, and it paid off for him. That's because he's the exception now. Yeah. Like, that, that doesn't happen did anymore. Did it pay off for him? He, play, he, like, start, he didn't start, and his team didn't win either, and he wasn't. Well, again, it, and he, we just saw a freshman win the national title. Character, integrity. He did it differently. I don't know that those are all tied together. I, I'm with you. It's certainly a different generation of, but guess what? We've never had the opportunity in our society to, to, to get your goals, to be who you want to be quicker. You don't have to sit and do it the way that it's always been done. You can seek alternatives. So there's two sides of this coin. I, I get the, listen, do hard things and stick it out. But also, perhaps you might be buried and you won't get that opportunity. This is so the Michael Jordan versus LeBron James a conversation one. in a way. Yeah. Oh, Jordan stuck it out with Chicago the whole time, Jerem. What if Scottie Pippen was never there and he had to seek out his Scottie Pippen? And right? I am for LeBron yeah. James transferring yeah. to a better situation. So I, there are certainly two sides here. I think that the, this is more player-based than coach-based. Is it Dave Rose's fault, too, that... The guys want to move on like that that quickly. I, I think there's a bigger issue to the program, by the way, because 4.3 players per season are leaving for non-mission reasons. I don't know if that's a really high number or low number. I'm just pointing it out. Okay, what does that entail besides so transfers? So going pro, okay. quitting okay. basketball, just I'm done. Okay. You know, like Ryan Anderson, Braden Shaw, kind of injured, and they're like, you know what, we're just going to be students. Jacob Hartsock. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's transfers. So it's it's a it's a thing, and it's certainly different. And so we're wondering, okay, whose fault is this? Well, maybe it's just a new era and maybe it's not necessarily the coach's fault and or the player's fault. Someone's to blame in every situation, but it's hard to know. you got to throw all of those numbers in with the fact that BYU is unique in that they do have to handle the whole mission situation by as well. Yes, by choice. Yeah. They can but choose not to. They can it, it say, no, if you want a mission, go elsewhere. That a player this goes, is the mission place. It doesn't always work out that a player goes for two full years and comes back according to the perfect schedule, right? It has more often than not been where Dave Rose is getting a guy back earlier. Or he said this is his all. biggest issue. Absolutely. Is when the timing starts. He's off. juggling a lot of things. Yeah. This is really, really difficult. Okay, enough basketball for the moment because college football, while it ended yesterday, the final game of the season between Clemson and Alabama, a blowout in the national championship for the Tigers because everybody saw that coming. We all did. Hey, Jeremy, I called Clemson over Alabama, but I was thinking more like by, like I don't know, one point. Like a field goal. Instead yeah. of 28. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. But that doesn't mean we don't have other news surfacing, specifically for BYU's first opponent of the season and the first college football game of the season on a Thursday night on August 29th between the Cougars and the Utes. Utah found out yesterday that their star running back, Zach Moss, is not going pro. He will return, along with the likes of Lecky Fotu, Bradley and I, and Julian Blackman, who will bolster an already really strong Utah defense. How does the return of those four guys that all have 
pro grades, and pro aspirations change your expectations for the Cougars and Utes on August 29th? Not much. Uh, those are good players for sure. I, I think they're good, especially Moss at running back. He's really good. I mean, he, w- he was going to finish as one of the best in the country if he had stayed healthy. Unless it's an undefeated Utah in 04 and 08 or the abomination that is 2011. It hasn't mattered who's on the other side for Utah. It's been a one-score game. It's been a play-here-or-a-play-there type of game for the BYU Cougars. So it doesn't change my expectations much. What changes my expectations the most is the way that Zach Wilson played in his final two games because that gives me confidence that BYU can win that game on August 29th. The first game of the season is always strange. It's always sloppy. It's a little weird. Utah is again breaking in a new offensive coordinator. Still TBD. It helps that they have Zach Moss to hand the ball off to for said offensive coordinator, whoever it is. But they've got to figure out their quarterback situation as well. Is Jason Shelley going to be the guy? Is Tyler Huntley going to be the guy? Is it going to be weird for them in camp because of that situation? How does the offensive coordinator handle all that? And they got to come to Provo against a team that is so thirsty to beat the Utes. And we'll have been thinking about this all offseason long. BYU is clearly desperate, hungry for a win, and they have a quarterback who would love nothing more than to beat the team that didn't recruit him and do so in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So the motivation factor, I give that edge to BYU. Utah's calling it unfinished business. They've got sky-high expectations. Their unfinished and now, business is not BYU. It's winning the Pac-12. Winning the Pac-12, exactly, which is why I'm like, okay, BYU's all in on Utah. Utah's all in on, hey, let's win the Pac-12 and go to the Rose it's Bowl. It's a bigger goal for sure. Yes. Yeah. So my expectations are that it will be an entertaining, close, sloppy, hard-fought game, and it's going to come down to the end as it usually does. It always does. It always it's crazy does. crazy how that happens. <laughs> Our question of the day, back to BYU basketball now. What's your reaction to the report that Jashir Hardnett, junior point guard, is transferring away from BYU basketball? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Ames Flames, answers on Twitter, so, so sad. Loved him. Concerned there might be serious issues going on behind the scenes, although I have no idea what those issues might be. Yeah, you don't like to see a guy transfer. That means there's, you know, something serious going on that you want to leave school. So best of luck to Josh here, uh, you know, if that's the case. And, uh, yeah, I wish he had stayed uh, the rest of the way. Now, when's the last time BYU had a guy transfer midseason? Because that is rare. Typically, it's after Jake the season Toulson, is over. Uh, stepped aside and then transferred to Utah Valley. It was a, in, a, like, a December-January situation. He didn't declare immediately he was transferring, but... He eventually did right. transfer to Utah. Valley. A handful of these 15 transfers in seven and a half WCC seasons have happened midseason. The majority happened yeah. after the season. And the number you presented is lower than the national average, by the way. You said two out of 13 per year on average, 15%. And the national average is, you know, 40 or whatever. So BYU is a little lower. Right. Well, the, the national average. average is based on a two-year Okay, window. so 30% then. Yeah. So it's yeah. lower. So, yeah. yeah, interesting. Coming up, they, they may be the tallest family in the history of BYU. In fact, I think they are. They go between the lines with Lauren McLean today. <laughs> and he's a freshman All-American and a newlywed. And he's in Hawaii. Why in the world is James Epi joining the show next? We'll ask him that question. This is BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, why is he joining us? This is great. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Tonight, watch and listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on BYU TV and BYU Radio as Coach Rose, Ryland Bergerson, and Nate Austin join Gregor Bell to discuss Cougar hoops. Reserve your seat for the show in Studio C right now on BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show. It's tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. A reminder, you can listen to BYUSN on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. A myriad of options there. Watch the show whenever you want by going to BYUSN.com. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline from Hawaii is the latest BYU freshman football All-American center James Empey. James, first and foremost, congratulations on being named a freshman All-American. Thank you. Thanks so much. And uh, you also got married over the holidays. So uh, when you compare those two, which is more exciting? And I'm gathering your wife might be listening, so answer carefully. (laughs) Definitely getting married. It's been it's, it's been a good week, um, you know, getting married and uh, being a freshman All-American. So, how do those two things compare in your mind? Um, they're they're just two great things, you know what I mean. It's um, sometimes all the good things happen at once, and it's just fun to just take them all in and remember them and and have fun, you know. So, just kind of feeling good this week. Uh, understandably, you're in Hawaii on your honeymoon. Um, so what does your understanding bride think about you <laughs> spending time with us on the phone on <laughs> your honeymoon? <laughs> She's cool with it. She's actually just about to go on a run. She um, she runs uh, track and cross country at UVU, so she's um, she's just about to head out. Who's the better athlete between you two? So it's, good, it's good timing. She is, definitely. That's a good answer, and you're just married. That's a good answer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, your game on the field. So you redshirted last year. Um, did you expect to start as a, a freshman? Um, that was that was always my goal. Um, I was ready to do whatever the, the team needed, you know, and whether that was start or, or play a backup role. But, I mean, that, that was always my goal to start. So um, that's what I was working hard for. As a red shirt, what did you learn that helped you become a freshman All-American this season? Oh, man. You know, there, there's a lot that you can learn, especially when you're behind um, a bunch of experienced guys like, like Tijon and Tooney and Kean and, and all those guys that, that played last year. There's a lot you can learn, whether it's technique or just different ways to, to lead or how to just um, be calm and keep cool during everything, you know what I mean? So um, you can learn a lot as long as you take it in. Um, and I felt like it was it was just a good experience last year to, to learn and to play and to get better and to get my mission legs um, off of me, you know what I mean, and, and get, get ready to play this year. Freshman All-American Center for BYU Football, James Empey, with us on BYU Sports Nation. You've had kind of an interesting winding road that landed you at BYU. You initially committed to Utah, then you switched, came to BYU, played a year for your dad, then went through a coaching change. Now your offensive line coach is Ryan Pugh. How have you managed to stay positive and even keel through all of these unexpected changes? Um, just kind of... Um, trusting what's happening and knowing what's happening is, is supposed to happen. You know what I mean? And with, with all the coaches that have, have coached the last couple of years, just been able to learn so much from them. And Coach Pugh's a great coach, and he's, he's taught us uh, a bunch this year, and it's, it's been great playing for him. And it's um, just been cool to, to, you know, just 
roll with the punches and and just take a ride, you know what I mean, and, and be able to go and and just have a good time. That's that's what football is, you know what I mean? So it is it it's been great. Well, all credit to you for uh, enduring the unexpected challenges and now finding yourself as a freshman All-American. I want to ask you about Ryan Pugh. What's the best part about playing on the offensive line for Ryan Pugh? Um, the best part? There's, there's a lot of good things. Coach Pugh, he's, he's pretty awesome. He, uh, he's, he's pretty personable to all the guys. He knows how to communicate with us so that we – we can understand um, what he wants us to do and, and how to do it. You know what I mean? And it's it's just fun every day um, at practice. The O line's really tight. Um, we're a we're a pretty close unit, and um, we're close with coach. And just every day at practice, it's 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 a party. Does he have a go-to phrase to pump you guys up? <laughs> a go-to phrase? Yeah, he's got a lot. <laughs> Give us an example. Okay, wait, hold up. I'm on the spot. I got to think of one. <laughs> and remember, this is BYU TV and BYU Radio. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You'll, you'll have to just come to practice and hear one yourself once spring ball comes around. Okay. We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. Explain for those that don't know, <clears throat> once you break the huddle, what you are doing in terms of what you're calling out and signaling before you snap the ball. Um, so we break the huddle and we go up to the line. And everybody just kind of says what they're doing. You know, we'll we'll kind of point out, depending on the play, we'll kind of point out what's what's the what's going on. You know, who we're protecting for, what what's going on, and everybody just kind of says, "Okay, I got this." And then you're like, "Okay, I got this," and then the next guy, "I got that," and so you just all communicate and make sure everybody's on the same page to be able to pick up the front. What kind of challenge is it to change quarterbacks midseason from your perspective when you're snapping the ball to Tanner Mangum for the first six games and then snapping the ball to Zach Wilson for the back half of the season? Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't change too much. Um, it, it doesn't change too much. It's a little bit different in the huddle, but, um, you know, we're going to block the same and play really hard for whoever's back there at quarterback. Um, and so um, – it, it doesn't change too much for us. We just want to win, you know. So whoever's whoever's back there, we're going to play our best for them. I'm thinking through the season, and I don't recall, like, oh, man, James had a low or really high snap or anything. What did it take to snap the ball effectively this year, whether it was in the shotgun or under center? Um, a lot of practice. <laughs> a lot of practice. It's, it, it turns into kind of like a muscle memory thing. Um. But just just a lot of practice and knock on wood. Hopefully, I can keep them all good. <laughs> How did your dad assess your play this season? Because uh, he has a little bit of experience in coaching some offensive linemen. Yeah, it's 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 fun to be able to talk football with my dad, and it, and it's kind of cool to see him because he, he he was my coach all the way like from when I started playing football to my freshman year of college. So he um. He was my coach that whole time, and so it's been kind of funny to see him go from coach to dad. Um, and uh, you can tell there's a lot less stress in his voice when we talk about it. And he wants to see us all do good, including all the, the all the guys on the offense. You know, all the guys that he he recruited and coached, and especially the old lineman. He he asked about him and wants them to be doing good. And um, it's been cool to just after games talk to him about it. He's like, oh, I noticed this, I noticed that, and give some good insights, you know. 
Speaking of good, uh, when did you know that Zach Wilson had not thrown an incompletion in the game, in the bowl game? After the game when they announced it? <laughs> I was stunned. I was like, no way. He just went perfect. I had no idea in the game. You just kind of get rolling. <laughs> they, they said, and he's, he, he was 18 for 18, the MVP of the Potato Bowl. And I was like, he, what? We didn't throw a single incompletion? That's crazy. Yeah, and then James, you're like, and and I'm perfect on every snap all game, so how come I don't get some credit? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, where's the O-line MVP? Come on, man. (laughs) Oh, James, outstanding stuff, man. Uh, Enjoy Hawaii and uh, the rest of your honeymoon vacation. Congratulations again on the award of Freshman All-American and on getting married, and we'll see you back in Provo soon. Thank you so much. Have a good one, guys. You got it. James Empey on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. We've been doing the show for five years. We've not talked to anyone on their honeymoon. That's a first. So that's a first. And perhaps that's a first. perhaps the last. I don't know. I, <laughs> we couldn't wait a week, I guess. It we, only took, it was, I'm glad he was on, but it's kind of weird. 1,414 <laughs> episodes to get a guy on his honeymoon on the show. Hey, can you do an interview on your honeymoon? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I like James a lot. Oh, he's great. Listen, this guy was going to Utah, and then BYU hires his dad, so he's like, okay, I'm coming to BYU. And then BYU lets his dad go. Yet he stays here, and now he's a freshman All American. Yeah. And so, I wanted to bring that up. He's so gone today. Some, we, today some we talked stuff. about someone who's leaving, and then we just talked to someone who stayed. So they're, they're different situations in life, right? No yeah. question. Coming up, Shaylee Gonzalez is averaging 17 a game as a freshman. The Phenom makes her Studio B debut. And they are the first family of blocks at BYU. The Hampsons. They join Lauren McLean next on Between the Lines. Did you get swatted, Lauren? Apparently. No, she says no. This is BYU Sports Nation. Thursday night, Yoli Childs and the BYU men's basketball team take on Josh McSwiggin. And the Portland Pilots. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. If you're just joining us, listen up. Here are your headlines again. BYU junior point guard Jashir Hardnett will reportedly transfer from BYU and leave the Cougars basketball program. That according to a report from Vanquish the Foe. Again, that's not official from BYU yet. Hardnett averaged... Just under 11 points a game, 2.1 rebounds, and 1.7 assists per game this season. We'll have more on the Jasheer Hardnett situation tonight on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Tanner Mangum has been invited to play in the 2019 Spiral Tropical Bowl, which I did not know existed until yesterday. On January 13th this weekend, in Daytona Beach, Florida, in his BYU career, Mangum threw for 6,200 yards and 39 touchdowns. BYU Basketball alumnus Eric Mika's contract terminated by mutual consent with his Italian team, Germani Basket Brescia. He will finish this season with the German team, Medi Beirut, in the Champions League. He spoke Italian, went on his mission to Italy, so this will certainly be a change for him in Germany. Viva Italia! And BYU men's volleyball is tied for fifth in the latest AVCA coaches poll. The Cougars' season opener is Thursday night at home against seventh-ranked Ohio State. This is a return game from last year where BYU won in five in Columbus. The BYU women's basketball team has won six consecutive games. They are perfect in the West Coast Conference. One of those keys to success is a healthy six foot seven Hampson. Let's bring in Lauren McLean, who went with the first family of blocks on an adventure in between the lines. <laughs> I did, and man, did I feel small. I don't often feel small. 
but I definitely did with that family. When I think tall BYU athlete, Hampson is the first name that comes to my head. Everyone in that family is above six foot seven. That's crazy. Except their youngest daughter, who's a sophomore in high school. She's six two. Oh, she's old. Oh, she's tiny. That's it. She's She's fifteen and she's six two. Yeah, she'll be six seven in a couple years. She probably. They actually think she's not going to be as tall, but we'll see. But we'll probably get to see that. How exciting is that? It's awesome. So that family's already etched their name in the BYU history books and women's volleyball, women's basketball. But when we take a deeper look, there's more to that family than just sports. So let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Family traditions, while they may seem insignificant, bind us together. Some families play games, some families play sports, but for the Hampson family, their tradition is blocks. This tradition started back in 1983 as the mother of the Hanson family, Teresa Spalding Hampson, began her career at BYU. I think the biggest things that I remember is just the friendships that I made and my teammates. As a 6'7 center, she led the nation in scoring during her senior season and is still BYU's all-time block leader. We also ran the ball. We scored 60, 80 points a game. Very fast-paced game. Shortly after Teresa's career at BYU, she started dating her now husband, David. Well, I invited him to our pickup games. He played with us a few times. Once. Let's be clear, once. I was never invited back. I invited once to play pickup and was matched up against Teresa, and she just ate me alive on that court. My team was so mad. I couldn't figure out what he was really doing, but... I was courting, and I got her. (laughs) It worked. Whatever he was doing, it worked. Teresa and David planted roots in Utah to begin their own family. How many kids do you have? And and just take me through their names as well. We have five. Jennifer's the oldest, and then we have Alan, and then Timothy, and then Sarah, and then Heather. Two boys and three girls. Did you have in mind what could possibly happen athletically with your children? We didn't understand the size of the children. (laughs) They certainly turned out bigger than we would have thought. But athletically, we had suspicions. The oldest Hampson daughter, Jennifer, followed in her mom's footsteps as she began at a young age pursuing a basketball career of her own. Teresa, what was it like for you trying to find a balance between coaching your kids and honing in your own competitive nature? With Jen, it was a struggle because I was new at everything. In high school, she realized that I kind of knew some things, and then she started to say, so I need a move or I need help with this or that. And I tell her, and then she'd pick it up. After high school, Jennifer continued on to play basketball and volleyball at BYU, ending her career with 21 double-doubles. With a stint in the WNBA and now playing volleyball in Germany, Jennifer's been able to have a significant impact beyond Provo. I'm more proud of her as a person than I am as an athlete. It's just the great person that she's turned out to be in the sports world. The Hampson BYU tradition didn't stop with Jennifer. Younger sister Sarah, who is a sophomore dual sport athlete coming back from a knee injury, is already making her own marks in the history books. The atmosphere, the teams, the coaches, I want to be somewhere competitive and where I were already playing with girls who had the same goals as me and the same principles, and it just was the right place. I enjoy watching Sarah 
because she's so energetic <laughs> and fun, entertaining. She just is. You can tell immediately if something good or something bad. You can just yeah. see it in the excitement. She's just really a different kind of player. Sarah was named the WCC Defensive Player of the Year last season, led the nation in blocked shots per game, and holds BYU's freshman season blocks record, passing up her mom and sister. Her ability to block, I, I don't, I was never like that, never capable. He's skeptical of that comment, BYU, but... Says the BYU shot block <laughs> yeah, record like holder, yes. I know, I know, but... Yeah, she has a little bit more style. <laughs> I just you feel like she looks better doing it? Yeah. <laughs> complimented by the shot block record. <laughs> I know. The Hampson family is definitely unique between their height, their talent, and their character. With this rare combination, Hampson has become a household name for Cougar fans. With Sarah just in her sophomore season and another daughter waiting in the wings, one thing is for certain, they aren't done yet. Such an awesome family, and I'm not biased at all that they're from Pleasant Grove. Yeah, uh, uh, we no need to point out that you form, also went to Pleasant Grove. No way, Grove. shape, or form has to do it. would be like me doing a Ronnie Jones Perry thing, you know. <laughs> at Copper Hills High School in their at gym. Copper, yeah. Okay, but for real, this, this, family, this family is incredible. So next week on Between the Lines, we're doing an undercover athlete with Gabby Garcia Fernandez nice. from the men's volleyball team. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL. I think Jennifer Hampson's the greatest female athlete in the history of BYU because she was an All-American in Dual sports. sport All-American. There have been some really good athletes. I think she's the best ever. Yeah, Shauna Roebuck. Sweet um, 16 in hoops. National title game in volleyball. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's and hard if, you're to just, if you're just talking women's basketball, though, her mom. Her mom yeah, uh, is one I, of the greatest to come through BYU. Yes, Jen wasn't the greatest women's basketball player, but her combination of being All-American and how far she went yeah, with those teams that's, that's is, absolutely to me, the number one. In, and, and Sarah's just a sophomore. Right. So and and Sarah, Sarah tore a meniscus in August before the season for this team that went to the Final Four. Yeah. So if she was on that team, could they have Who got knows? over the hump? Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Heather Olmstead has plenty of weapons returning. Awesome. She does. Yeah. Including another Very good. Great stuff. Thanks, Thanks guys. For the, uh, story. Okay, coming up, women's hoopster Shaylee Gonzalez shares the secret to her 17-a-game success as a freshman. It's really simple. She's just good at scoring the basketball, Jaron. <laughs> she's got a vlog with like 10,000 subscribers, you said? And apparently awesome. she's angling to take our jobs. We're going to find out about that next in Studio B. Watch yourself, Shaylee. She's a freshman. We have at least three years. BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesdays at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, get better acquainted with the Cougars past and present as Greg Rubel hosts a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. Tomorrow's guests are ESPN's Trevor Maddich and women's soccer star Matty Gates. It's Wednesdays, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation continues with our question of the day. What is your reaction to the report that Jashir Hardnett is transferring away from BYU basketball midseason? At TM Sherbel answers on Twitter. Sad he's leaving. He's a good player and a good man. I wish him well, and I hope the remaining Cougs can come together and win some more games this year. Hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, always a bummer to see someone leave because they're kind of part of the family, right? And then they go somewhere else, and you hope them well. And we've seen some Cougars leave and be successful, but uh, best of luck to Josh here. Yeah, and as pointed out, typically it doesn't happen midseason. I can think of a few. Uh, Kajon Brown last season. Right, yeah, yeah. Now, Jasheer Hardnett. And those were two JC guys from 
Heath Troyer. So unfortunately, Heath's gone, and those two, I guess, didn't stay the duration. Yeah, tough situation for the coaches. We wish them the best of the luck as they try and organize uh, all of the remaining pieces, and we certainly wish our best to Jasheer Hardnett if it is official that he is indeed leaving BYU again. The school has not put out an official statement. We will release that on our BYU Sports Nation Twitter account and Instagram accounts as soon as we get word on that. You can join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now in Studio B for the first time ever... Is BYU women's basketball freshman point guard and an outstanding one at that, Shaylee Gonzalez. Shaylee, welcome to What's Studio up, B. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be here. Okay, Jeff Judkins told us that you had your option of basically any Pac-12 school that you wanted to play at coming out of Gilbert, Arizona. Why did you choose BYU? Um, there are many reasons why I chose BYU, um, but a couple, they have my same standards. I love BYU for that. Um, the coaching staff, they're awesome. They um, offered me right after my freshman year, so they've been with me for a while. Um, the team is awesome. They do great in their conference, and the academics here are amazing. So, Did you grow up a Cougar? Um, I actually did not. I didn't have, I wasn't close with any colleges or anything, but once they offered me, I really looked more into it and really fell in love with the school. What's that like to receive an offer when you're 14 years old? <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I, looking back at it, like, I can't believe it, like, how they offered me so fast. And that was, like, the first time Judd had seen me in person play. And I just thought, like, wow, he really likes me. And so, yeah. What was your first impression of uh, Jeff Judkins, this really tall guy that played in the NBA mm-hmm. that's had great success here? Yeah, I just knew that he knows a lot. He's a great coach. He really prepares a lot for us before the game, and um, he has a lot of good teachings for us on on the court and off the court. But has he mispronounced your name yet? Because that's <laughs> yeah. a thing. He has called me Chalet. We have a Chalet, Chalet. on the team. Yeah, Chalet. There's yeah. a Chalet. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. the, now, that one, mm-hmm. that one I I'll can let understand. I'll that one slide. Yeah. Because Cassie Broadhead was a really good player a couple uh-huh. years ago, as you recall. And he would call her Kathy. Yeah. You know, so we always gave him a hard time. He mixes, he mixes up a lot of our names. Yeah. So. It happens. Yeah. I had my second kid this summer, and I started to call that they're different genders, and I'm calling them the wrong name. Like, I get it. Yeah. True. Get oh, it. Well, when you name your boys Jackson Jet, yeah. welcome to my world. Yeah, mine Jax, aren't even close. Jet, yeah. Jet, who are you? Come here. Chalet. Uh, Chalet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, BYU women's basketball has won six games in a row, four straight to open up West Coast Conference play. Understandably, things are really exciting. What's been the secret to success from your perspective? Um, I think the secret to success is just working well as a team, you know, on defense and offense. Um, We need the post players to rebound for us and to get the ball out fast and go in fast in transition, and we need to run our plays right. We need to um, pay attention to what coach tells us to do. 17 a game right now to lead this team in your top five in the country among freshmen in scoring. What's led to your success this quickly in your career? Um, I think my my parents, they grew up in um, just playing ball all throughout high school and college, and they put me um, in basketball when I was five years old, and then I started club basketball when I was eight, and so just starting really young, and I would always play with older girls, and so I think that really has helped me, and also just like the extra work I put in, like I go to the gym, shoot shots before class, after class, things like that. So your parents played in college? Is that yeah. Where did they play? They met at Grand Canyon University. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, they Which both is played in there. Phoenix. Yep. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The fighting Dan Marley's now. Yeah, Dan Marley's head coach of the men's team. That's right. Shaley Gonzalez, BYU women's basketball freshman point guard with us on BYU Sports Nation. You have broadcast aspirations, and with some research, we found out that your YouTube channel has over 10,000 subscribers. Yeah. You have over 5,000 followers on your Instagram account. Hey, not bad. <laughs> when did that all begin? Um, so I always 
had a camera in my hand. I really started into like photography and videography um, before high school. I'd always like make videos of like family vacations or like my club basketball team would travel across the country. I'd take like videos of that. But I think vlogging, it really started my senior year of high school. My bas- Some of my basketball friends, we were like, we should just make vlogs for game days. So I was like, yeah. So we started doing that. And then I just brought it into college and started making more videos and vlogs and people fell in love with the college videos. And so now it's blown up. It's awesome. That's cool. So if people yeah. want to subscribe, what's mm-hmm. your YouTube channel name? Um, Shaylee Gonzalez. Shaylee Gonzalez. Yeah. Okay. Not Chalet Gonzalez. <laughs> not yeah. Chalet. yeah. Uh, so, so what do you want to do with that? You want to, do you want to be a broadcaster? Um, I think something in between like advertising or something with media. I'm not sure yet, but maybe photography too. Nice. So, yeah. And BYU has great programs and all of those. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's good news. Yeah. Well, apparently basketball is somewhere in the mix, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would highly recommend when you're scoring 17 points a game as a freshman, you probably pursue something along mm-hmm. those lines. Yeah. Broadcast can wait. It can wait. <laughs> That'll be there. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Hey, what's the craziest thing that's happened while you've been vlogging since you started this whole trend? The craziest yeah. thing? Yeah. Um, I think... What has been awesome is, like, I just go out and people will, like, know me and they'll be like, oh, my gosh, you're Shaylee Gonzalez. I watch your videos. And I'm like, thank you so much. I think that's crazy. But it's awesome to see, like, people actually come up to me and tell me about that. So Yeah, got to be validating yeah. for sure. Okay, at Pacific, at St. Mary's this week. Uh, St. Mary's is a game that BYU hasn't won before on the road. So that's Never a won in Moraga. But it mm-hmm. starts with Pacific. So uh, what's the key to going out on the road and winning in your first conference road trip? Yeah, um, it's really big for us. You know, these next three games, if we win these next three games, we'll be in the top 25 in the nation. And I think just coming out and giving our all and knowing like what our goal is um, will really help us and win that game. Yeah, you bring up uh, a third game here, which is home to now number, is it number 14, Gonzaga, Jerem? Did we, I think we... Yeah, they're up to 14. And yeah. by the way, you already had a road trip. Sorry, you went to Santa Clara and San Francisco and won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. 4-0 and in conference. Um, you got Pacific and St. Mary's. Uh, before you go, we would like to do our part and give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. So we give you good luck, and then you yes. play even better. So we Thank expect you. at least 20 <laughs> points in specific. There is a Gregorian <laughs> chant. There's a Gregorian chant playing in our ear right now, which is the official transfer of the pen of the karma. We would also like you to sign our Sailor Coop flag oh, in yes. Studio yes. B. Awesome. Sign that. Yeah. Sweet. We need someone that has 10,000 subscribers on their YouTube that's what, channel. That's what we've needed. We need, you know, we need this. We've had a few people with less than that, and they haven't been good enough. <laughs> um, so it's good to have Shaylee. I've, I've called you The Truth on this show. I hope that's a nickname that's acceptable. The Truth! Because it's, it's going well. 17 a game? It's going well. And uh, to date, no freshman player in women's basketball history has Never averaged more than that. Okay. Good luck. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Okay, coming up, Tanner Mangum has one more college football game left. We'll tell you where and when. And the way-too-early top 25s of college football are out. Two BYU opponents find themselves ranked. Who are they and where do they land? Part of the whip next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout-out to today's guests, James Empey, BYU football freshman All-American, and Shaley Gonzalez. BYU basketball point guard, who is a freshman and pacing to be a freshman All-American. Freshman day, man. Miss any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. We tried to get Trevor Lawrence on, but he was unavailable. Speaking of freshmen. Uh, sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time, and you're not a freshman. We were merely freshmen. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
men's basketball. Joshir Hardnett will transfer from BYU and leave the Cougars basketball program, according to a report from Vanquish the Foe. Hardnett is averaging 11 a game, two rebounds, and almost two assists this season. Football. Tanner Mangum invited to play in the 2019 Spiral Tropical Bowl on January 13th in Daytona Beach, Florida. Nice. In his BYU career, Mangum threw for 6,200 yards, 39 touchdowns. Graduated offensive lineman Louis Lapuahu calls it a career. He won't pursue a pro career, announcing on Instagram, I wanted to continue the grind, but sadly I can't. My knees won't make it if I keep playing, so I've decided to hang up the cleats for good. In the ESPN way too early top 25 College football rankings looking ahead to next season. Two yeah. BYU opponents are currently ranked. Washington enters the poll at number 16. Utah at number 18. Mm. Volleyball. No USC, no Tennessee, no Boise State. Okay. Uh, BYU men's volleyball tied for fifth in the latest ABCA coaches poll. The Cougars season opener is Thursday at home against seventh-ranked Ohio State. This is a return game from last year where BYU won in five in Columbus. Cougars in Pro Hoops. Eric Mika's contract has been terminated by mutual consent with his Italian team, Germani Basket Brescia. He'll finish the season with the German team, Medi Beirut, in the Champions League. Today's rise and shout goes to Eric Mika's new GM, who was quoted saying the following. Eric will be at our disposal until the end of the season and will arrive in Beirut together with his wife and dog, in the middle of the week, end the, quote. The dog made the press uh, release. That's great. Corrections, uh, BYU Women's Hoops has won at St. Mary's ah, okay. in the 15-16 season. So there, so you, there go. you go. Okay. So they've won. Yeah, they won. So do it, do it, uh, do it again. Have they won at Gonzaga? No. That may be, they, okay, there no. you go. Yeah. There you go. It's hard to win there. That's tough. Question of the day. What's your reaction to the report that Jashir Hartnett is transferring away from BYU basketball? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years at Broncos Lover on Twitter. It just feels like this seems to be increasing for BYU over the past couple of years. Not sure what the issue is, but it's definitely increasing concern as a fan. Tough to lose a good defender when BYU struggles defending at all. Hopefully it all gets figured out. Go Cougs. Not as high as the national average, though. That's the thing. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to the Hampson family. And apparently there's another one on the way up. She's only 6'2 as a 15-year-old. No, she's short. She's the runt in the family. <laughs> Go Cougs.